Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And if you don't know what we do here, we take TV shows and movies and we just kind of tear them apart and get down into the deep whatever of it. And uh, just basically at this point, want to let you know... Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Because we're going to not just give you a quick review, we're going to talk about the entire episode in its entirety. If that's not redundant. Um... So, what Chuck and I have been talking about recently is uh, the second season now of The Chosen, and we are on the second episode, which is, which is called I Saw You. So, Chuck, what's, um, what's your opinion on where, the, on, we'll just say so far, on season two as a whole? I mean, we're only two episodes, and, well, I mean, you saw the third episode already, too, but, I mean, what are you, what are you thinking compared to the first, episode, uh, first season? Compared to the first season? Yeah. Um, wow. I mean... I love that it's still very much the same feel as the first season. They didn't totally change the filmography or the direction of the film. Um, very similar in the feeling, but I love that we're getting deep into character. We're getting deeper into character building now as well mm -hmm. too. So not only are we seeing more of the characters from season one, but we're being introduced, as you'll see in this episode, to newer characters. Um, I mean, obviously, the whole thing is all about how Jesus is building his 12 disciples mm -hmm. as of right now, because they are, you know, outside of Israel being the chosen people, these are the chosen 12. Um, and, you know, we're, we're seeing more buildup of that, which I like. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, every time I, when I watch this episode, I don't know, I've been, it, the first two episodes have just nearly brought me to tears almost every single time. Because mm, mm -hmm. it's just, it's getting deeper, it's getting more emotional, it's getting more into the story of who Christ really is. And, you know, seeing that depiction from another person's point of view is, it's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think um, my thoughts on the season so far is... It felt it felt very different for me when they when they came into it. Maybe it's because I watched the first season three times, so I'm just kind of like, it's gonna be just the same, and it's not. So I'm like, oh, it's not. It's something new, and I'm like, I, I maybe it's that, but I really feel like the way that they're doing it is they're in the first season. I felt like a lot of the focus was on Simon, a lot of it. Simon and Matthew. Yeah. yeah. In this season, you know, they're really giving everybody. If they're not focusing on them directly, they're giving equal time to everybody else. Like little James, young James, we have barely seen him in this season at all. Like he's, is he even there? Yeah, he's in the back. You know, like he had like a line at one point in the first episode. But I mean, yeah, I feel like um, they're really starting to focus on different people and giving you those backstories, as you mentioned. Um, not so much as getting deeper into the characters we already learned about, but getting deeper into the other characters that we didn't really learn about that just kind of were there. Right. And we didn't know why and how. So I like that. Um, and we're also introduced to, like you said, some new characters. And these characters immediately like are, oh, okay, I see why they're here. Philip, on the other hand, I, I just feel like it's too easy. Like he comes in this like, oh, I know all this. Like he seems kind of prideful to me. Like he seemed, he seems prideful the entire time. But, I could see how it comes across that way. Yeah, but um, like even when he's coming face to face with Jesus, like he's like, 
I see you're going to be more advanced than all of my other students. And he's like, well, well you know. <laughs> like, and, but, but just like Matthew and just like Simon and just like ja uh, Big James and John. Yeah, they all have their They all have their things. quirks. And Jesus at first lets it happen, but then he always, you know, corrects it as time goes on. I mean, it'd, right. be, it'd be like, you know, I see that, but that'd be like saying... Um, Simon's too hot-headed in episode one. Mm -hmm. Of course he is. Right. But Jesus hones down on that throughout the season. And if if he if he if Philip's going to be a bigger part to play in this season, I'm willing to bet we're going to start seeing Jesus hone down those leadership skills that he sees in him. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm -hmm. If they don't, then. That would be weird. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the episode itself. So we pretty much start right off um, with Nathaniel. We're introduced to Nathaniel right off the bat. And he's just talking about how they need salt water, like seawater, in order for the cement to dry properly and, you know, to, to form and actually be safe. Um, and you can tell he's got a lot of confidence in himself. Yep. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, he is totally confident in everything he's saying. And in reality, he probably is right. Right. And and he's and he's saying, like, to the dude, he's like, dude, like, to the foreman, he's like, we need this. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, it's just too, you know, too heavy to bring all that water all the way here. He's like, no, but you need this. Like, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. This is a situation. You need to do that. And as he's sitting there arguing with the guy, a section of this construction falls down. And then he gets blamed for it. I noticed that. And and he's like, he gets fired. And I'm like, wow. So for me, I was like, that's my life. I spend all my time saying, don't do this, don't do this. And then it falls apart and I get blamed. And I'm like, I just spent the past however many hours telling you not to do this and you just did it. Right. So he immediately was somebody I resonated with. Right. So me, I this, this started off a lot like Matthew and um, Vainhead. <laughs> I keep, I want to say Gaius, but it's not Gaius. I'm I'm blanking on his name. Okay. What's his name? I'm not gonna tell you. Please just tell me. No. You're mean. Um. So. Quintus. Quintus, yes. It reminded <laughs> me of Matthew and Quintus, and how Matthew would say stuff, but Quintus was smart enough to actually heed Matthew because he's like, "Oh, you're making sense." He was making sense in what he was saying. Right. Just the foreman. Here's the thing: is when you're doing construction, the architect technically is over the foreman because they're the one that designs it, and the foreman's the one doing what the architect is directing them to do. Right. But he's a Jew. But wasn't the foreman a Jew? No. I don't he think looked so. very Jewish in this. He did not look Roman. Okay, nobody in the show looks Jewish. They're just wearing Jewish clothes. <laughs> okay, well, he was wearing Jewish clothes. He was he? He looked like it. Did you see Stars of David all over it? <laughs> no, this isn't, this isn't uh, Charlton Heston and Moses, Ten Commandments. <laughs> With the glasses again. Um... I really wish we did our, our podcast as video as well, too, so you guys could all see what I look at every time we do this. It's a show. I love it. So you were saying? So 
But yeah, how the heck did he get blamed? Well, because it came down and he was the one who designed it. It's it's life, dude. Like, no, right. that, that Oh is... yeah, design it this way, do it this way, and then when you don't do it the way I'm suggesting and it falls apart, oh, your design failed. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. No, dude, that's the way of the world, and that's the whole point. Is like no matter what people, not everybody, but what a, no matter what certain people do when they are in that position of like I know what I'm doing. You know, and I designed all this, they get blamed. Right. You know, if they have if there's anything that somebody can hold against them, they will, regardless of how smart and how responsible they were being. And that's what led to a lot of issues in my life, you know, where I was like, I know this and nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I'm like, if you would just hear me out, you would understand that what I'm saying is going to save you a ton of hassle later on. Please listen to me. You didn't listen to me. See? All right. And it there's even times right now where my kids, I'm like, oh, did you get hurt? I told you seven times right. not to do that, you know? And it's funny because I think God works on us. And he, he works on the, like our kids, other people, that heeding others' advice is okay. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he works on us that it's also okay if people don't heed our advice. And if they fail because of it, then it's on them. Yeah, well, it's we'll see what us. happens to that foreman. I don't think we'll ever see him again. Well, somebody will see what happens to that foreman. I don't know. So. He had a short-lived presence in the show. I guess so. I, I guess. I mean, yeah. So, um, that's pretty much it. He gets fired, and then fishy, fishy, cross my ocean. Ah, uh, there's the intro. Yeah. Um, to which my daughter jumped up and grabbed, uh, we have the um, the book for the first season. Um, I've Called You By Name is like the whole first season. And she ran up. And opened up like the front page that shows all the fish. She oh. goes, "Look, look!" And she like held it up against the TV, like, "Look, it's the same." I'm like, yes, it it's it is the same. It is the same. See, I wish what they did, because a lot of TV shows updated it. I know each season they update it for that season. I, I wish they had done that here. That would yeah. have been nice. You know what? A lot of shows didn't update it for the first couple uh, seasons, though. It was later on to start updating it. Well, typically, what they did back then was they would use scenes from last season to put into the intro of the second season or third season. Now, because a lot of stuff is pre-recorded, mm. they show you different clips of that season in the intro. Right. Well, typically back then, they didn't have television. Jesus I'm talking about back when we walking. were kids. <laughs> wow. I was to figure out what you meant by back then, because there was no reference to what then you okay. were talking about. Back so. then in our lives when we were kids. Oh, the days of our lives. Awful so. show. Like the sands of the hourglass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Soap operas. Oh, boy. My aunt still watches them all. She hasn't watched... She has not watched The Chosen yet. It's funny. And I'm sitting there saying, I gave you everything. I drove down to your house, hooked up a fire stick for you, and gave you one of my splitters to set this whole thing up and gave you... And download the app on your phone, showed you what button to press, and you're not, and not able... She's like, I can't figure it out. Yet you can watch every episode of Days of Our Lives. Great. Glad. I love Duel. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just saying, like, I've got some people in my family that would love this show. And if I could, they, they would only watch the whole first episode. Not a single person in my family, extended family or immediate family, as in my parents, my sisters, my wife, or my kids, has seen a single full episode of The Chosen yet. I don't understand how your dad hasn't. Uh, my dad started watching it. Fell asleep, fell asleep two or three times in the yeah. first episode. I know, yeah. And he's like, 
I'm good. I'm like, just get past the first. Like, did you see when Jesus comes on the scene? No. That kind of changes things. It, <laughs> like, and they're only like half hour, 45 minutes long. Yeah. They're, you could watch an entire season in Well, dude, two like days. I said, even I even watched the first episode, and even after Jesus was introduced, I didn't watch the others until later. Right. It didn't hook me right away, even after watching the whole episode. So, I mean, it, if you have to be in the right place, and, you know, it's God's timing. So... I'm just saying, with the show already coming out to the second season, it's just it's it's sad that so many people haven't watched it yet and they're not catching up. But hey, one of these days they'll, you know, ten years from now they'll binge the whole thing and their lives will be changed. Woo! We'll see. I told you that. I said I said it's, it's a, I said you have a hard time watching scripture, huh? He's like, well, well I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got Simon, Thomas, and James, and John. And they and they're walking, you know, walking down the road, and they see some guy coming, just walking, just walking, and they're like, who is that guy? Like they immediately got on, jumped on the offensive, like or defensive, in the desert. In the desert, yeah. Who is this guy? And like, and they think he's a threat. They like, they're reaching for their like their knives, and they're like, what are we gonna do? And I'm just like, introduce Philip. Here comes Philip, and, and he comes up there, and he's just, um, it's like he. Comes back with this weird rhyme, you know. I'd like a pretty wife someday. I ate a fat and goose once. I'd like to try that again. Like, <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> what? Do, what do you want? That's, that's what um, he was saying. What do you want? He's like, I'd like these things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's he's an interesting dude right off the bat. But he basically comes and says he has a message for Jesus. They're like, we don't trust him. Maybe he's a spy. Oh, well, why? Why would a spy dress like this? He's not that smart. I don't know. Like, what? Who is this? What's going on? And he's like, all right, well, fine. You don't want to listen to me. He's like, I've got this message I have to give to Jesus. I can't tell you. They're like, no, you have to give it to us first. He goes, no, you're Simon. I'm pretty sure you're Simon. I know who you are. Um, by the way, say, say hi to Andrew for me. And he like walks off and he's like, what? Oh, say hi to my friend Andrew for me is what he says. Right. And so you got uh, James and John are in the back like, dude, what, what's, what's wrong with Simon? Simon's like off here. And he goes, Andrew has friends? Like, <laughs> Okay, and then Andrew comes up there, and you realize, okay, they're cool. So they go back to their camp, and Simon's just, like, napping. I mean, how long has he been walking? I don't know. Simon or – oh, Philip. Philip, 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 Philip. Because Simon's napping. talking to Andrew, and he's like, when did you tell me you had friends? He's like, he's uh, like I got a whole other life with that, that you don't know about. <laughs> doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. So, yeah, Philip's taking a nap. And Andrew encourages Simon to be nice and to bring him some water. So he brings him some water. They're hanging out for a little bit. And the whole thing is they were looking like Matthew was out. They sent him out to find wood. And they're just ripping on him. Like Simon is just like, I hate Matthew. I'm going to treat him like crap the whole time. Right. And he's just like, what's the deal with that? Like, why? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's looking for wood in the ravine. He's probably looking, looking for fish in the desert. Like, <laughs> It's all wet down there. Yeah. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you get wood there? So um, they're out there, but, but Philip was like, oh, you found wood. Well, good work, Matthew. Oh, well, thank you. Like, I don't even know who you are, but thanks. That's nice of you. Like, he's, he's doing his Matthew thing. Right. Um, but you kind of get there when they start talking about stuff, and they, they make a quote, and all of a sudden all the dudes start quoting scripture. Um, what was it? What was it? 
um, they were quoting Ezekiel? No. It was I think it was Ezekiel. Yeah. But they're talking about how they start fires with weapons. Right. With their bows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Bows I, I didn't and arrows. Fully yeah. understand it as if they were like unless they were actually burning the weapons. Well, um, it's scripture, but yeah. But they were they were directly in this in the show quoting scripture word right. for word and they were all doing it together like it was something that they remembered from their childhood. Right. And you you can see like Rama and Mary and Matthew all just like, Oh, yeah, here they go. That's okay. Cool. I feel left out. Yeah. But at least there were three of them left out, so whatever. But they all know scripture, but those three don't. Which makes sense, because back then, how many women were going to school learning Torah? Right. None. And Matthew didn't go. He didn't graduate, because he left. Because he skipped ahead. Right. Just like Nathaniel. You know, like he, well, Nathaniel went through everything and worked his butt off. He didn't skip the line in that sense. Skip the line? <laughs> uh, but Matthew just got bumped because he was an eight-year-old prodigy. Right. So they're like, all right, let's give you this. And next thing you know, a few years later, he's he's making more than his dad and his entire family and gets himself a mansion. Oh, good to you. good for you. But we'll get there, I guess, too. But Nathaniel goes for a walk. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Nathaniel goes for a drink. So we see him again. Well, didn't, before we, before we do that, didn't Philip and Matthew take off down the road? No, not yet. That's up next, okay. Yeah, but Nathaniel um, goes for a drink, and he goes up to the bar, and he, you see this very American-looking dude who's, you know, got an accent, but he's dressed like them, so, oh, okay, I'll accept it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, all the actors in the show are great, but you look at them, and you're like, you know, they don't look very... Middle Eastern <laughs> at all. Matthew but, does. Well, Matthew does. Matthew because, is. Yeah. Well, that. There we go. Paris Patel. Paras. Paras. Paris. Paris. Paris Patel. Yeah. He is very Middle Eastern. Yeah. Well, American Middle Eastern. Uh, yeah. So, um, Nathaniel's there having a drink, and he starts. So the guy's just like, "Oh, what happened? Did someone die?" And he goes, "Yes." Someone died, and he just goes off in this whole thing explaining who he was and shares the story about a death, his death. And he explains, you know, um, that his plan, that this person's plans were to make synagogues and have people singing and worshiping the Lord, and, like, God had a plan for him. And it was all set up, but it all just got taken away, so he died. What did he die of? Hubris. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> um, and he says, it's me, by the way. He's like, yeah. I figured that out. Yeah, I, yeah, I got that. <laughs> it's just right, but like, yeah, I got that. He goes, okay, just wanted to be clear. Which you know, that's that's him. He wants to make sure people understand everything. He wants to be clear, and he's just at that point. I mean, he's just done. He's Jack right. Torrancing at this point. You know, just all right. Time to go to the bar and drink myself away. Right. So we get back over there as you were talking about the little heart to heart between Matt, Matthew, and Philip. Um, and the whole thing, like why Simon doesn't like Matthew and the whole thing is obviously Simon doesn't like Matthew because Matthew was a tax collector collecting taxes from them and basically just being the man, you know, right. It's like, man, that's messed up, you know? So he's not going to sit there and, and trust him because Matthew is one off and weird and always calculating and that's who he is and what he does. Um, so he doesn't understand what value Matthew has to the group. Did you hear of all of the death threats that Paris Patel is getting 
<laughs> because he played a tax collector on the chosen. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's not true. I know it's not true. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just it's been three weeks so far of you saying it. On... I just don't get it. It's just I don't understand fans who are so mad at the characters that they get mad at the actor. It's like, you know they didn't write the script, right? They're doing you know, what they're told. You know they were just paid to do this, right? Just like read words, right? You know it's not real, right? <laughs> you ever see you ever see the TV show Friends? Um, no, I, I used to watch Enemies. It was um it was like the um cousin show. You're stretching. It. Way too far you're stretching. But have you ever seen the TV show Friends? No. Well, there's an episode, Joey's one of the characters, and he plays on Days of Our Lives as um, a character called Dr. Drake Ramore. And this character, this fan of D Drake Ramore, comes to his house and is talking to him as if he's Dr. Drake Ramore. Yep. And he doesn't know how to tell her that he's just acting uh -huh. as Dr. Drake Ramore. And it just reminded me of the people that are like, they're doing their job. Yep. Nothing's happened. Like, it's not real. Like, yep. the whole Thanos thing with uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I know. Chris Pratt didn't actually do it. Yeah, well, Wyatt Russell didn't actually take a super serum, super soldier serum. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just. It's just hilarious. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um,. So Matthew is is a tax collector, or was a tax collector, but the whole point that they're getting here, and I, here's, here's what I like about this, and this is where the whole show has taken a big turn for me um, in this season. So the first season was very much, here's, you know, the life of the people around Jesus. You know, we're getting into it, we're seeing how Jesus was, again, the humanity of Jesus, but so far in these first two episodes, we're getting a lot of relevant today life lessons. Um, so in the first one, it's like, okay, we get this, we see that, but this, it's it's laid on pretty thick Yeah, that they're teaching us modern day lessons. Well, a lot of modern day lessons derive from scripture. Correct. So, but the way they're doing it here is, is a lot more obvious than, you know, riddles and stuff like that, where people could find parallels. Like they're, they're laying it on so thick that even people who don't look deeper understand it which right. is great and i think that's good with with what it is but the whole point here is like even the line here people out there want to define us by our past and our sins right you now it's like okay but the whole point is like that's not you know how jesus defines us he's, it's not how he sees us so they're really they're really getting into like some very important things here where it's like yes there's this but he called you for a reason you may not know what it is yet but he called you you know, which is exactly what happens with us. He exactly. calls us. We just don't know. We may not know why he mm -hmm. called us or what he called us for. But it's on us to seek his face and figure out what that is. Right. Is this the? Uh, uh, this is coming up to yes. the, one of the yeah. funniest so, jokes. Um, I so loved it. They find you know Matthew skipped ahead. Um, skipped ahead through school uh, because he was just too smart.
But, you know, Philip's like, well, were you just that good with numbers or that bad with Torah? Like, <laughs> why? But that's the whole, he's like, no, I was proficient in both. He's like, okay, chill out, chill out. Okay, whatever. So that, that poses a question, though. If he was proficient in both, how does he not know Torah? Because he was eight. You that's don't, true. You don't really practice. And... He didn't keep it. He kept going right. with numbers. That's true. Right. So, I mean, I think you're, what, 14 when you read the Torah at your bar mitzvah? 12. 12? Okay, yeah, whatever. So that's the whole point. It's like you'd be pre- preparing for it. I, so I guess eight, that's four years of preparing. I don't, I don't, yeah, and they I don't had know to they memorize that. it. Exactly. Not that they had to read it. They had to memorize it. Ugh. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not Jewish. <laughs> First five books. Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah. So there's that. But, um, you know, you find out that the reason why he had to buy in that house is because his dad kicked him out. Right. You know, when he was young. Like 13, he said. Yeah. He bought the house. So it's like, wow. So he moved in that house because there we are. But he gets into the whole thing. He starts talking. And finally, you see Matthew really just get like, he just gets really upset and he loses it at this point. He's like, I don't understand. Why is everybody speaking to me in riddles? It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand this. Why can't you just speak normal? And he goes into it and he draws a circle on the ground and says, see this circle? This represents everybody in this world and everybody that's ever existed never will exist. And here's me. And he just like makes a dot like outside of the circle. That's how I feel. And Philip's just like, yeah, man, (laughs) that's how I felt the past two years. I get it. Living this life, you're going to feel separate from the rest of the world. And that's a good thing, actually. So I'm glad you finally spoke up and I'm I'm proud that you But it's cool to finally see Matthew... Truly expressing himself too. I think he tried to express himself when he went to go see his mother. When he was saying like, "This doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense to me anymore." You know, He's trying to, but still, it was squelched. Right, right so, here, Philip's allowing it to happen. Exactly. So it's really, really good for him to finally break out a little bit, and he's he's getting it, and he's and he's making a friend, which he has not really had besides Jesus. So it's nice that he gets to have that opportunity to connect with somebody else. Right. So. Then we get to Nathaniel. And what's Nathaniel doing? Okay, well, at this point, he's already been hanging out at the bar. He goes up to a fig tree, sits over there, and oh, takes, yes. he, he, he takes out all of his, uh, his, his, drawings. Uh, his drawings, all of his illustrations and you know plans and everything, and just starts like saying, I made this for you, God. Like, what are you doing? I made this for you. Lights them on fire and then starts yelling. You know, right. just like, where are you? Don't turn your face from me. Do you even see me? You know, it's like, do you see me? Can you see me? And he's just, he's off. Now, the cool thing is, I don't know if you, did you see the live stream of it? No. Okay, so Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the show, loves to preface and loves to explain everything that's going on. There's even a hashtag, Shut Up Dallas or something, that came out after the first episode was live streamed. That's funny. And the second one, he's just like, hey, just go ahead and do like, I kept it short. I told you I could keep it short. It's only 15 minutes, but we're going to get into the episode right now. And if you think that, you know, you need me to stop talking, just, just go ahead and hit that hashtag, Shut Up Dallas, and we'll keep on going. He's like, on the screen, Shut Up Dallas. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, he talks more than me, and that's... that's- that's impressive. Uh, yeah, it's very impressive. Um, but basically, the cool thing about this is Dallas explained that that was him. Like, he basically wrote Nathaniel's character the way it is here after him. So, little backstory on Dallas Jenkins, which we've heard a few times if you watch anything that he's done when he's explaining stuff. Um, he was a Hollywood director, and he... I didn't realize that. Yeah, so he was in Hollywood, and he was directing stuff, and he made this big movie... 
and it was a flop. It just totally bombed. Do you know what movie it was? No. Um, Hmm. Probably Alone in the Dark. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey, that just came up on like the top 10 worst movies ever. And I was like, yes, I agree. You're right. Um, And they explained why. But It's it's full of holes. But I love it because it is full of holes. I, I don't know. It's one of those movies I enjoyed the movie. I... So Dallas Jenkins made made a movie that was a flop in Hollywood. <laughs> and he was basically just like, I'm trying to bring God to the world, and this is how I can do it. I'm working and I'm making things. And he just, he lost it all. So just like Nathaniel, he was like, I'm done with this. I don't know what I'm doing. I was doing this all for you. How come I'm not, you know, being prosperous here? Um, what's the deal? And, you know, then uh, God opened another door. You know, which is generally the case, is God always opens a new door. You know, when one one closes, another one opens, and we have to be willing to step into it. Right. So, it, so for Dallas, like, he's really getting into this episode and just saying, like, this is me. Like, you're watching the story of me in this episode. So he's really, really excited about this one of all, um, out of all of them. But um, that's kind of where we were getting that. And it's cool because you can tell there's a lot of emotion behind it. You know, um, Philip is back over there talking to Matthew and he's showing him how to basically use his blade in order to, you know, sh- shave off all the bark from the tree. Right. What are you what are you doing? You got something going on? I was trying to figure out the Dallas Jenkins film. Oh, what movie it was? Yeah. There was Cliche in 2003. Uh-huh. And then Midnight Clear in 2000. Mhm. Five. That was 18 minutes long. Mm. And then there was a full release in 2006 that was an hour and 43 minutes long. Might have been it. And then, didn't you talk about the movie What If? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed that movie, too. Yeah, he did. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and it was actually With Kevin good. Sorbo. Yep. Yeah. I want to see that, actually. <clears throat> it was good. It was basically that, it was a, it was the same as that Nicolas Cage film that, you know, where yeah, he wakes man. up and, you know, yeah, his life is different. Same yeah. thing, just a Christian version. Um, no Sharon Stone. So, um, so yeah, Philip has shown him how to take off the bark. Um, and it's clear that it's clear that Matthew has never done anything physical. He even says it life. too. I've never done physical labor in my life. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you must've worked pretty hard to avoid he's it. Like slapping the, he's <laughs> no, like he slapping was like, the log with the, <laughs> he wasn't even slapping it. He was like pecking it. Yeah. Like just whacking <laughs> and at like it. Nothing was happening. He's like, uh, um, uh, like looking up like, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not working. Yeah. So that's when he learns how to do it. Philip shows him that. And he's like, okay. And you can see Matthew really getting the sense of like, somebody values me, somebody's teaching me, and somebody actually is being nice to me, like decent to me. Right. Besides Jesus, you know, the Messiah. So, okay. Which we don't really see them interacting anymore either. Since Matthew joined, you know, Jesus and Matthew just don't talk. I mean, Jesus is like not around. He's always gone. Well, right now, because now he's in part of his... He's he was going to the other episode, too. He's That's in full-fledged ministry. Yeah. So, um, but he's basically saying to him, he's like, listen, you got to loosen up a little bit, you know. He's like, you know any jokes? You know, laugh at jokes, learn how to tell them. He's like, do you know any jokes? Um, so, he's like, well, whatever. So, he explained here, again, what we were talking about earlier, how Jesus called him. You know, he's like, Jesus call, called you... You have all that you need right now. You think what you think you know doesn't matter. 
only the Jesus chose you. And that's where your confidence comes from. Again, another lesson for today. Exactly. And that's what it, I, I had to write it down because it's, it's such a valuable lesson that we take it today because all of it, everything that he was saying was completely speaking to me, you know? Right. And we get that because, I mean, even back to Simon, Simon's like, I got to protect him. I got to protect him. That's not what Jesus called you to do. Go home, take care of your family. Uh, but I'm supposed to, no, go home and take care of your family. Chill out. Go home and take care of your family. This is what he called you for right now. Okay. Right. Are we ready to listen to that? Are we ready to get out of our own heads and stop trying to do what we think we need to do in order to please the Lord? Right. And, and just, just do what he just listen. To do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, now, back then, they had it a lot easier. He was standing in front of them saying, do this. And then he would go ahead and, <laughs> and, and then you would do it, right? Right. Now, we sit there and go, was that God? Was that God or was that me? It might have been me. I don't think God but told we, me to make a plate of nachos right now. You know, like... Especially if you're fasting. Mm, you're fasting. Mm. Make a plate of nachos. Um, Pretty sure that was me. Yep. Yep. But the cool thing is, too, is the more we... Just like them, the more we begin to obey his voice, we'll, be able to, we'll understand his voice, too. We'll recognize his voice. Yep. Over time. Um... What's funny is they go back they go back and forth in conversation after that whole joke thing, and then Philip just brings back up the joke. He's just like, hey, if anybody ask, ever asks you if you have a joke, you tell them, I have a vegetable joke, but it's corny. <laughs> and Matthew just looks at him like, I don't get it. Oh, like you said, and, and there was a script. He's reading the script, and it says, Matthew doesn't get jokes. <laughs> Asperger's. Ah, okay. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. It's just so. like he just, he just looks over like, okay, and then just continues on. Yep. Love it. Yep. So it was pretty good. I'm, I, I mean, anytime I hear dad jokes, I mean, we already had Jesus with the too soon joke in the, la- in the last episode. Too soon? What? what? Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> and then here with like a dad joke, it's corny. I mean, there's, there's so many jokes that are on that same level. It's like, hey, want to hear a joke about paper? Never mind. It's terrible. You know, like... It's exactly the same thing. Anyway, so what's that joke? Or when when do you get when do you actually begin to understand dad jokes? Uh, when does it when does a joke become uh, when when does a joke become a dad joke? When, when it's it, a parent. When it becomes a parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yep. So Nathaniel is pouring the ashes of his his designs on his head, and moves on. More wine, I assume. I mean, that's basically what happens there. It's super quick. You know, well, he's, he, he he's went like to go freaking out. Too. He, it looked he went to go tear his clothes, you know, because Jenner it's like, oh, they tore their clothes and put on sackcloth and put dust in their hair. And like, no, like he went to go tear his clothes. But then he had like the sense of like, this is a very expensive blouse. <laughs> I'm not going to rip this up. <laughs> so he like pulls at it and he goes, no, let me just pour this on my head. And he does it so weird. It almost looked like an urban or uh, herbal essence commercial. Well, it also <laughs> looks like it wasn't even. Going on his head. No, it, the wind was blowing it. blowing it. Else. And it was like he was pouring it three feet in front of him, and it was just blowing the opposite direction. Right. But then it cuts to a scene where you actually see, like, dust all in his hair. Yeah, well, that's because somebody had to, like, cut, pour dust in his hair. <laughs> okay, action, just to make that make sense. But, yeah, so he's he's going off. Seems like he's going to get some more, more uh, liquid old courage. Grapes. Yeah, so, um, 
Philip is hanging out, manning the camp. Everybody else is sleeping, right? And Jesus starts walking up. And you see him and I go, oh, it's Jesus. Yay, here he is. Like he wasn't around the whole episode. He just comes walking up like nothing, you know? Okay, I get it. So he's like, oh, Philip, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you from the day that I was baptized. You were standing over there hanging out with Andrew. And he's just like, you remembered me. Like, oh. I love it. And, and so he's just like, okay. But he's still like really just like confident. He knows why he's there. It's like, I have a message for you. And she's like, I also have a message for you. And it's short. And it's short. He's Mine like, is my, short, my, too. I want like, only two words. Mine is also short. So he says, Jesus says, Oh, follow I me. Will. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it was, like, spot on. Like, they both knew what they were going to say. And at the answer. same time, like, as he said, follow, I will. Yeah. Follow me, I will. Exactly. So, um, they, so then he's like, this is great. And he's like, okay, so John thinks you're ready. All right, let's do this. And so he's like, I wanted to ask you one more thing. Like, I, he wants to explain the conversation about Nicodemus when he went to go meet John. He goes, ah, yeah, I know this man. Yeah, some might, I might even call him a friend. He's like, really? You're a friend with the Pharisee? Like, why? Like, okay. He's like, he's like, you do not know, you know, whatever. So the whole point they're getting at is like, yeah, there's, there's some kind of friendship there. So, and even talking to our mutual friend, Steve, he's like, yeah, Nicodemus is totally going to show back up at some point. And I, I really hope he does. I do too. I mean, we, he, he has to at some point cause he's there when he was crucified. True. So we know he's going to be there again at some point. Uh, but where is he going to be in between? I guess we shall see. So, gets into it, um, and they're talking about um, they're talking about everything else and explaining like what the plan is. And he's like, "We're gonna go through here. We're gonna do this." And he's like, "You're really gonna go through that?" He's like, "Man, you and you and uh, John seem to have a, a death wish." And here's where Jesus goes, "Well, I wouldn't really call it a wish." And he's like, "What?" Like Philip just like caught on, caught on. He's like, "A, a, a death what?" He's like, eh, you know, never, never mind. Don't even worry. I about haven't it. figured out how I'm gonna say that yet. Still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and and Phillips is like, are okay, and you know, he's he's dropping a couple of really big bombs in this episode too. See, that was if that was me as Philip, I'd be like, no, dude, seriously, what? <laughs> like, finish your statement, yeah, please, because you can't. It's one of those cliffhangers where you're like, don't leave me hanging here. Yeah, you know, just keep sit there and badger the Messiah. Yeah, say something. <laughs> See something, say something. Oh, okay. Ooh. But I'm like, no. I'd be like, oh, not cool. Not cool. But at the same time, Jesus also knows when and how and our little human brains go, not cool. And he's going, eh. you can't handle it yet. Because yeah. if he tells them now, they're going to all freak out. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's just, that's just truth. So... Gets in there and he's like, oh, by the way, we're going through such and such. I got a friend out there. You know, if there's time, any chance we can probably swing by. I'm like, not a real big deal. I just want to check. And he goes, oh, yeah, of course. He goes, okay, only if there's time, though. He's like, hey, if we don't make time for friends, we won't have any. Okay, valid point. Simple, simple, simple quote of Jesus that was not in the Bible. But okay, I'll take it. Um, so we get Mary and Rama there. Um, they're talking about wanting to learn scripture. You know, remember last night when they were all talking about this and they were standing around and they were all reciting scripture? Wasn't that awesome? I want to learn it too. Rama can't read. Mary's like, okay, well, let's get uh, Matthew. He'll he'll we'll all learn how to do how to read Torah. You know, I'll teach it. We'll learn teach you how to read, and 
we'll all learn it and we'll understand scripture finally. We should know this. It makes sense if we're following the Messiah. Right. You know? So you can tell Rama's a little bit like, okay, I mean, sure. Like, it was it was a very Are you sure? I guess. Yeah. I mean she she was excited about it, but then hesitant because she knows it's not like the norm for the women to learn how to read and to Right. And to well, read, write, yeah, whatever. No, I was um, saying right as in correct. <laughs> Right, I know. I get you. Right, R I G H T, not W R I T E. Right, R I T E, like the W R I, not like the aid. That's what I was thinking, like the aid, <laughs> <laughs> like the pharmacy. Uh, anyway, so Simon's over there talking, and he's like, "Oh, is that why creepy jo- John?" He's like, "Oh yeah." Andrew's like, "Yeah, he calls him Creepy John. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's that's a that's a pretty good name." Philip's just like, "Yeah, that's pretty funny. He's kind of creepy, okay." Um, but he basically says, "Oh, here's all the wood and everything." He's like, "Oh, you can thank Matthew for the wood." What? <laughs> like, okay, so yeah, he's basically he taught him how to do it, and he's like, "Yeah, Matthew did this. He dried all the wood. It'll be perfect by tonight." Okay. And Matthew's hanging out by the tree, and he's taking his notes and writing everything down. And Thaddeus shows up. Now, again, Thaddeus, no backstory on him. We knew that he met Jesus when he was making, like, a, a toilet somewhere. Right. <laughs> like, that's about as much as we know about him. Like, he had, like, a line or two in the last season besides that, and we were like, that seemed out of place because it didn't really go anywhere. But, yeah, so Thaddeus. Now, did he change his name? Did Jesus change his name at some point? I don't think so. Oh, I don't remember Thaddeus. Okay. I, mean, I, did, I did read his gospel, but it didn't really go that far. The gospel of Thaddeus. <laughs> well, apparently, if you look at historians, some say that they each had their own gospel. Yeah, which would make sense, but just the other ones were more um, prominent, you know. At least four of them. At least four. So they're talking about that. They go back and forth, and he Matthew starts to explain that he writes every day now. It used to be a chore, but now it's a habit. And he's like, yeah, that's how praying was for me, you know. It's called journaling. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what it is. Which is cool because now you read Matthew and you're just reading his journal, right? Essentially, yep. mm-hmm. you're reading his journal. He's getting all the details. So if you want to get, I mean, Matthew's the first book of the New Testament, right? Right. So we're sitting there actually getting this story, and we're like, oh, cool! What a great way to be introduced to it by somebody who's been there and seen all these things, and he's trying to pick up the rest of it. But then you start getting into like Luke which is different. And I think it's awesome that we have multiple different Gospels here. They're all telling basically the same story, but each of them is different because right. there's different elements that are there, um, which I think we got in the last one where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write every number down. He's like, yeah, I'm sure you will, or so-and-so will do this, and they're going to have it a very different. My Gospel is going to be, oh, yeah, that was John in the beginning of, of the last ep- of the first episode of the right. season. It's like, yeah, mine's going to be more accurate than his. It's like, okay, all right. So, Simon's upset because he's basically, you're writing down all this evidence, you know? If somebody gets all this information, they're going to start hearing all the things that Jesus has done and said. He's like, yeah, exactly. They're going to use it (laughs) against us, basically. Yeah, he could. And then, so Simon comes back, and and he starts, like, you know, really basically being whatever. But um, as he's going through it, uh, he quotes Philip. Now, what was, the, what was the quote that Philip said? I don't remember. It was something very valid, but it basically shut Simon up, where Simon's like, 
Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Just don't do this. And write that down. <laughs> he walks off. But then when, when Andrew's under the tree and Thaddeus comes over, he actually is like, I kind of agree with Simon. Right. He does. He's making a valid point there, but whatever. Um, so he, he does agree. They all kind of agree. But anyway, he he's so Simon there. I mean, they're walking through again. And at one point, um, Simon starts talking to Jesus how it's it's hard to manage, you know, without him around, you know, and yeah, he's just, he's upset about the whole thing. He's like, you realize that Matthew's writing everything down, right? He's like, yep, that makes sense. He's like, and you're okay with that? Yep. Yep, totally. Like, 100%. that's why he's here. Um <laughs> uh, Okay, but he's explaining everything else, how it's hard to manage. Like when he's gone, it's just difficult. He wants like instructions and how to achieve things. And um, he just, he says, sometimes it's just way too much noise. Well, another opportunity that, you know, for us to recognize and put that next to our life, there's way too much noise for us to hear right. his instruction and to recognize his instruction. He's like, I gave you my instructions. You should have been fine. He goes, yeah, but that's, that means nothing when there's so much noise. Well, it doesn't mean nothing. It just means that you need to learn how to focus on it and right. and understand it. And, you know, if you can't hear his voice, try to find it in the word, you know, and, and let him reveal himself to you. So another another very good modern thing that popped up here. But he's, he's really pushing here for, um, like, structure. Like, he wants a specific, like, a governing system here to to – to go over the plans, you know, what happens when this happens, what happens when we do this, who's going to be in charge of this. When Jesus is not there, who's going to be in charge? Right, basically. he really wants it to be him. Well, he's like, it could be this, it could be that. He's like, I'm just throwing names out there, like, you know, whatever. And I'm just, not not me. (laughs) It could be somebody, but, I mean, mean, maybe me, but no, no, not me, you know. So, he's just being Simon. But, Jesus explains right there, he's like, yeah, that's great, and I'll need your gifts, in time, every voice should be heard, and everyone can learn something from each other. And that's that's a huge deal for Simon, you know, because, again, it's like they were, they're, they're focusing on he and Matthew need to get over their stuff. That's really the big thing. Like, Matthew, I mean, it's all about Simon. Simon, and then you've got, like, James and John, the Sons of Thunder, who obviously just hate the Samaritans and anybody who's against it, and they get pretty heated. Right. Okay. Um, and, and when they introduced that in the last episode, or in the first episode of the season, it just it's it was so funny because we never saw any of that previously, and it just suddenly became the thing, and it reminded me of like Back to the Future too, where they just like started introducing this whole thing like don't ever call me chicken that was not in the first movie, and it just became like the the whole point of the entire series suddenly, where it all it goes from him being called chicken to in the end he gets into a car accident and that's why his his whole family is ruined going forward because of his car accident, because someone called him a chicken once. None of that was in the first movie. It was all made up later on. I'm like, okay, interesting. It just kind of reminded me of that here. So it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting it. But anyway, um, you know, just introducing them and how they're, they're so against everything suddenly. It's like, we didn't see that before. We weren't really paying attention to them before. So... Simon starts to explain that some people are slowing them down. He's like, I'm not even going to ask who you are referring to because Jesus was actually getting heated there. And he's just like, no, like, it's not even worth it, you know, 
you're all here for a reason. Now chill out, trust me, and let's go. Right. You know? So, but he says it lovingly. How do we do that? How do we, Jesus, our answers? I'm still trying to figure that one out. Answers, Jesus. That's how. But. That's the obvious answer. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a multiple choice test, and the answer is always Jesus. (laughs) So. Yep. They want to informalize the structure, basically go through it. And he's like, there's a time that I won't be there. And again. He's alluding to his death. He's alluding to his death. Right. And Simon, again, is jumping up. Just like, what What are you talking about? He's like, eh, don't even, don't even, don't even worry about it. Like, I just, I want, I, I don't want to talk about it right now. We don't need to talk about it. He clearly wants to. That's why he keeps blurting things out like that and saying it. I'm just like, dude. Why? You're dropping these seeds and freaking people out. That would cause me so much anxiety if well, I heard I think you say that. What he's doing is he's planting seed. Yeah. So yeah. that way when it's time, they're not, it's not like, <gasps> they'll be like, oh yeah, you've been saying this for some time now. Yep. But as he's going through it, that's the whole thing. Is like, if you feel someone slowing you down, then you maybe need to slow down. But as he's talking about the whole the time when he won't be there, Simon's just like, okay, you gotta tell us, is it soon? He's like, yeah, ask my father how long a, hunt, a thousand years is. Then ask me about soon. You know, like, what is soon? What, what, are, you, what are you asking? This, like, is all in their, this is all in their walk to the, next, to the next location, right? Exactly. Yeah, because Philip goes and takes the cart. No, was it? It was Big, it was big, big James. James had the cart. No, he goes and he goes to take it, but then you see they cut to it, and he doesn't have it. He's standing behind it, walking. Hmm. Um, and then Philip goes and takes it, and then Jesus goes and offers to take it, because he's like, okay, I'm done with this conversation now. Yeah. And he leaves Phil- He leaves Simon, and he goes and he pushes the cart. Yep. Um, I love his backpack. His backpack is nice, right? Every time I see that, I'm like, that's a nice bag. <laughs> they had backpacks back then? Yeah. Like, it's a legit... Leather. He's a, he's a craftsman. Backpack. Yep. It's a really nice bag. Today, that's like that's a. That's a designer bag. Yeah. I mean, designed by Jesus. That's. It's pretty good. Jewish design. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you know, JC, you know, little JC logo on the back? You're like, oh, cool. Like an LL Bean thing. It's just like JC Christ or whatever. Just JC. JC Christ. Oh, what's his middle name? Did he have one? Emmanuel. <laughs> I think not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he had enough names. I know. <laughs> Let's not pick a middle. So anyway, the girls want a tablet from Matthew because you know they make a plan to basically learn to read and do to, and learn the Torah. And Thomas comes in there, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, you want to learn how to read? Uh, I mean, I mean, if you need anything, just ask me, and I can tell you." So he's just again so used to. Women should not be doing this. Like, right. why would they ever even consider doing this? Like, oh, if, okay, if you ever need anything, like, I'm right here. And they're not, like, officially, like, together or engaged or anything like that. But it's pretty obvious that he likes her and he's been around forever. But he's he's getting all, like, overprotective. Like, not so much that... I, at first I thought it was because he's hang, he, she's hanging out with Matthew and not showing him attention, but then realizing later on it's more just like his pride thing. Like, you can come to me. Why won't you come to me? You're right. So I got my thing. I, I'm going to take back as I said before. It wasn't Big James that went and pushed the cart and then did it. It was Thomas. Thomas. Thomas then leaves this conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm basically out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do my shift in the cart. And then he goes up, and you see him, two people behind the cart. 
Yeah. Just chatting with the disciples. Like, you obviously kind of got shut down there. Yep. To a degree. Yep. You were obviously a little irritated about it, and you didn't want... You were just using pushing the cart as an excuse. Yeah. Well, it was funny because she even asked him, she asked him at that point. She's like, um, isn't it your turn to push the cart? And she, like, laughs it off. It's like, ha, 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 I told him to go away. <laughs> you know? And he did. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, the cart. So the question is, is she playing hard to get? Does she not like him? Oh, no. Are I, they in the friend zone? I think, I mean... I mean, they're obviously, they've been in the friend zone, but, like, how long are they in the friend zone? The body shake. When Rama smiles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Jesus. <laughs> Hello, Christ. <laughs> Christ. Oh. Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> yep. Oh, gosh. So, we just went there. Yeah, we did. That's hilarious. No, it's just sad. I'm so tired tonight. Anyway, so we see Nathaniel at this point. You know, they get to, they get over to where uh, Caesarea, right? Is that where they were? And it, uh, I thought it was Syria. Is it Syria or Cis- I've never heard of Caesarea. I know yeah, yeah. Syria. It's where the Caesarians are. Caesarea. Uh, I, th- I thought like, it was Syria. Like parts of Caesar. <laughs> Parts. I am Caesar's colon. Caesar's colon. Yeah, Caesarea. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Caesarea With their accent, I, I I watched that. I actually rewound that part to listen to it again because I had a hard time hearing it. I didn't know. If... Oh, Caesarea. Oh. Caesarea. That sounds very. That almost sounds Italian. Almost. almost. Caesarea. <laughs> Almost, almost sounds like what happens when you when you have too much Caesar salad dressing. Oh God! <laughs> you, you get Caesarea. <laughs> anyway, I have to I have to go I have to go. What do you have? Caesarea. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! It burns. So, no. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's um, Caesarea is is a town on Israel's Mediterranean coast. Okay. So. Anyway. So it's Caesarea. Yep. So he's hung over. Philip shows up, hops in the window. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, oh, you're not looking too good. Let's get you some water. You know? So he's out there. They're talking about it. And he's just going off. And so he's like, dude, he's the one. Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. And he's like, Nazareth? Here we go again. He's like, what good comes out of Nazareth? He's like, what can, like, what good can come out of Nazareth? It's like, it's just a dump on a craggy hilltop. <laughs> it's like, it's like they sleep with their, with their livestock at night. Like, all these things just, like, you know, ripping on people from Nazareth. Like, nothing will ever be there. And, like, that's ridiculous. Like, saying that the one is a Nazarene is practically heresy. <laughs> um, but, you know, Philip is just steadfast. He's like, dude, you're going to want to join him. I know you will want to join him. This, he's like no rabbi, rabbi who has been or ever will be. And so Nathaniel's... I mean, he's been skeptical this whole time, but now he's just right. like, okay, like, I've never heard you talk like this before, so what's the actual deal? So, anyway, they go up there, and um, Philip and, and Nathaniel are walking down the alleyway, and Jesus comes out. Ooh. Ooh. Does it again. Starts. Yeah. He does to Nathaniel what he did to the Samaritan woman mm-hmm. at the well, and just... 
instantaneously dives deep into his life. Right yeah. there on Censoria Street. On Censoria Street. <laughs> Can you tell me how to get there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm tired. Yeah. So he goes, ah, yes, Nathaniel, the truth teller. He's like, what? What did you tell him about me? Like, Nathaniel's just like, dude, what did you say about me? What's, what's going on? He's like, one of the greatest things about you is you are a true Israelite, and there is not there is no deceit. And he's just like, uh, how do you know me? I love it when he looks over. He's like, he's looking over at at um, at at Philip, and he's like mad at him for like telling some dude about him. He's like, don't look at him, look at me. And Philip's kind of just sitting there, like with this like half cracked smile like on his a face, smug like, grin. Like yeah. yeah, but but I love that Jesus is like, don't look at him, look at me, like. Jesus is not pulling punches right now. He's being straight up like we're on a mission now. Like as soon as he right. basically said we're on, like he's like rebuking James and John and he's like he's getting heated about stuff, but it's righteous anger. Right. And here, you know, he's just like I, I love that. Don't look at him, look at me. You know, pay attention here because we're just I'm, I'm, I'm going to rock your socks off. <laughs> right. So um he gets it, he's like I saw you when you were alone. I did not turn my face from you. And I saw you under, under the, the fig, fig tree. tree, which was like, what? Because if I was, I'd be like, who? Who saw me under the fig tree? What? Yeah. No, he was just like everything he just said. Like he answered. He's like, he told me everything I've ever done. No, he just like he got rocked. And as soon as you saw his face, just like the light bulb switch off in his head and his face chains, Jesus just goes, ah, there it is. <laughs> and then walks away. Yep. And then you see Nathaniel. And Philip kind of having a one-on-one in the room. Nah. Nope. So they already had their one-on-one. No, this is the point where, where Jesus is talking to him, and he's just like, oh, okay. Oh, actually, they, they run in there, and they're like, Jesus, like things are going great. Your fame is spreading. The good kind. Cool. So Jesus then tur- turns around and looks at Nathaniel, and he's just like, okay, so you're looking, you want to build temples and synagogues and you know have all these like choruses of singing angels and all this stuff and he goes all right so uh you want to build something you want you want to build that all right can you start tomorrow basically can you help build the church exactly so that's the whole point is like that but he's as we know um as we can we can probably see or actually he was talking about there i, I love that jesus he goes oh just I, I, just to be clear, I know how you like things clear. Like, he's just totally speaking to him. It's like even us who don't really know the character very well, we're picking up on all of the stuff that Jesus is saying because we saw this, we saw that, we see this. Right. And we know how he wants things to be clear because he always over-explains himself. That's just how he is. Right. You know, I've definitely been there where it's like a good pun is given and then somebody ruins it by going too far. Again, I'll always take it back to that line in Robin Hood Men in Tights where it's like a black sheriff. And he goes, hey, it worked in Blazing Saddles. Like, <laughs> that's like the worst um, impression <laughs> of um, Dave Chappelle. But anyway, no, the whole point is like... It's a funny joke, and anybody who's watching Robin Hood Men in Tights has probably already seen Blazing Saddles. Right. So just say, a black sheriff, and he goes, what? It could happen, and, like, winks at the camera. That's it. Name-dropping the movie, I was like, oh, you went too far. You know, don't go too far. Don't go too—don't be too clear. Mel Brooks does that, though. Eh. 
I mean, even the opening credits of the movie when they burn, he's like, every time Mel Brooks does a credit scene for a movie, they burn down our houses. You know, it's like they're name dropping his name in the movie. Uh huh. Like, even that's not needed. But that's just how he does things. Yeah, but that's, I don't know. And it, it lasted it was too a on short, the nose. And it lasted a short period of time because Mel Brooks is not really doing anything anymore. He's old. There. Yeah, he's he's uh he's up there. Last time I saw him pop up in something was um, I think it was uh, like a a, a bonus credit scene or whatever for the producers. And I'm like, whoa, that's what he looks like now. And the producers were like ten years ago. So right. Did you see that the producers? I started to. With and Matthew I heard, Broderick and uh, I started Nathan to. And I heard it really wasn't the best. Yeah. Well, then there was the original one with Zemo. No, no, a Zero Mustel. Zemo. Zemo. He still got. <laughs> And the, and Captain Falcon. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. No, Zero Mustel and Gene Wilder. That was the original cast of the of oh, Mel really? Brooks the movie. Yeah, yeah, the original movie that was not a musical per se, and it was Gene Wilder that played Matthew Broderick's character in Zero Mustel that was Nathan Lane's. Oh, cool. And it was a, it was a great choice for recasting. It was fantastic. I mean, I'll Nathan to, Lane's I'll so watch good. It. Yeah, they're they're funny. You got uh Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's in there as the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> springtime for Hitler. Oh God, no! <laughs> I mean, come on, it's that's clearly a Mel Brooks type of, of of thing, but it's just it's too funny. Anyway, um, yeah. So what they're what they're doing here is they're they're basically building everything. He is building his crew, and I'm like, okay, so who do we have now? We've got two Jameses. We got Simon and Andrew. We got Matthew. Philip. Philip. Nathaniel. John. That's it. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Why do I feel like Thaddeus. there's more? Oh, yeah. Thaddeus. He kind of... He's like the extra character. Uh, right now. So yeah. We have nine. So we got nine so far. So we only got three more to go. Yeah. That math is right. <laughs> I had to ask Matthew. So, what was it? <laughs> Matthew. That's why his name is Matthew. Right, math. Matthew. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so I think it's a great episode. I mean, I've watched it three times, mainly because I watched it once, then I watched it again to take some notes on it, and then I, I watched it a third time with my family um, because they, haven't been, they weren't uh, catching up. Um, I think I came home, I came home when the episode was, was first dropping when they were doing the live stream for it. So I, they were like going to bed and I'm like, well, I'm going to stay down here and watch this. <laughs> and then, yeah, I ended up finishing the whole episode and then we rewatched a couple days ago. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see where they're going with it. I mean, we, I know we're going to see creepy John at some point. I hope so. Um, and we are, I mean, they've already showed pictures of it and we know what's going to happen. He's got a. Bigger beard now. He's very If it's creepy. anything like Matthews. Oh, no, no. It's it's that weird straight beard. Remember? Remember how straight his beard was? Oh, that's right. the prison. It looked prison. like he sat there with a straightening iron for like a day. Yeah. So it's just ratty, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could, I could deal with it. It was a big bushy thing, but <laughs> Matthew's big bushy beard. I wonder which episode that is. Probably episode nine. It's going to be called Matthew's big bushy beard. Oof. Yeah. The so, death of Matthew's big bushy beard. The death. So, 
yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see the next episode. I know you've already seen it, but I'm excited to see it myself. Um, so the way we're going to be releasing these episodes, um, just so everybody knows, um, we will be releasing um, an episode every other week. You know, this is a short, fairly short season, you know, or show, you know, seasons that they go through it. And um, we don't know exactly when each episode w- is going to be aired. So with that, we, we decided it just makes sense to do every other Saturday. Um, plus, that gives us a chance to kind of keep up with everything else because Will and I are still releasing stuff from our archive every other Thursday. So this way you're still getting at least two episodes every single week. Right. So um, keep an eye out, an ear out, whatever, for our episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, reviews that we're doing. Uh, Will and I are, have been doing those, and um, we have obviously differing opinions on different episodes, and that's just why we're here and what we do, why we do what we do. Um, Chuck and I will continue with this. Um, I don't like to tell anybody what we're going to be talking about right, you know, next or later, because what if we never do? What if it's five years from now? It's like, wow, what a what a letdown. Right. So no, we don't. We never really know what we're going to review until it comes out. But we do know when we're following a series that. Sure enough, we're going to be sticking with the series and getting it all the way out. Uh, so Next week, that. Alone in the Dark. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you'll be alone in the dark. I'm going to be upstairs asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting down here like, Lee, are we recording? I'll put the, I'll put the on-air light on for you so you, you just sit here and so talk to yourself. I, I think I'm on air. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be upstairs snoring. So... Um, but anyway, we always want to invite you guys to, um, tell your friends about what we're doing. Tell your friends about the show, the chosen, um, you know, like us on Facebook, on any social media. Cause we're up there in a few different places. Um, find us on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, on Google podcasts, on Podbean, um, basically any of those, you know, you can find our stuff, um, that we've done and you know, the stuff that we're doing right now for the chosen, um, but yeah, we definitely want to invite you guys to, to share that, let people know who we are, you know, what we're doing and get them to listen. You know, our, our point here is to, is to reach the people who haven't heard about it. And, you know, we, we're all about references. I mean, for me, what got me when I first went into that church was the fact that Steve was, was dropping references to Lord of the Rings, the matrix and Terminator in one sermon. And I'm like, this guy speaks my language, yeah. you know? And I think that's the thing that's cool about us is, you know, we're, yeah, we're Christians, but I mean, we're, we've watched a lot <laughs> and yeah. we've got a lot of things that we can reference, you know, and it's, that's part of who we are. You know, we're not going to sit here and fight and pretend and, you know, that we, we don't have some type of interest or a past or a history in watching these other things because, you know, they, they're who, it's part of what made us. It's part of what gave us our personality and who we are. And God loves that about us, about us so I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, boo to him about it. So Yeah, I'm a huge, yeah. I'm a huge movie fanatic. Yeah. I love a good movie. He's a Trekkie. Hey, I like Star Trek and... I like Star Wars. Yeah, I'm one of the few. Yeah. I actually enjoy both. Um, I've watched all the originals. I've watched all the next gen. I will not watch the spinoffs like Deep Space and Voyager. Those things are just awful. You didn't watch the new one? The new one that came out, which is Discovery or something? No, nope, I haven't seen Discovery. Discovery. I haven't seen I didn't watch Enterprise either. It looks really good, though. The new one does look pretty good. Did you watch Picard? I did not watch Picard. I'm surprised. I heard it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I've watched all the Star Wars stuff, obviously. Um, see, I like all of it. I like Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC. Um, 
I'm not partial to one. Teletubbies. Yeah. You know, the purple one is my favorite. I know. Um, Tinky Winky. Yeah. Um, I'm not partial to any either one. I I like some of the DC movies. I think some of the DC stuff is just awful. Yeah. I think well, there was some Fox and Marvel stuff that was off. Like, I'm so glad that Sony kept Venom. Because mm. when it flopped and it was horrible... You could blame Sony and not Fox or <laughs> MCU. Um, it's too bad because Venom could have been good, but it could have been. It wasn't the right time. I mean, Tom Hardy just no. Well, you know that scene where he jumps in the lobster tank? That was all just like made up. Like he just did that on the fly. It was improv. Because he's like, if I'm hot, wouldn't that make sense? Let See, me I just think climb been, in here and I start eating lobsters. Cool is that they actually kept what's his name, who played who originally played Eddie Brock in. You thought Topher Grace would make sense? He was the... He was Venom in Spider-Man 2. No, he was Venom in Spider-Man 3. 3, I mean. Um, but yeah, but... So why? Because he, he, he... Because he... Just to keep with the same character. Meh. 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 Anyway. Oh, did you hear about why Tobey Maguire was... They, they, they were going to do a Spider-Man 4. Uh-huh. And they cut it off. Uh-huh. And they... Because they, they kicked Tobey Maguire out of Hollywood. Okay. Because he was illegally gambling at a at an illegal poker house. Um, so they effectively had to redo all of the Spider-Men because of that, because he was no longer able to do it. Oh, really? That's why? That's exactly... I did a whole... I, did, I read up a whole thing on it. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Oh, so they redid dear. it. They had Garfield... Which we pretend that that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, I mean, he loves lasagna. You know, you shouldn't ever put a cat out there to save the world. Not. Okay. Cody. But we're both no. tired. Now we're ranting and rambling. Yeah. Yep. Um, so with that, I'm guessing we're going to say, have a great night, guys. Yep. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.